This is How Did I Get This Far, a podcast tackling the basic skills and knowledge that we all completely missed learning. Soon enough, you'll stop having to ask yourself, how did I get this far? On this episode, wait, a gift like a box of chocolates can get you perks on a flight? It's time to find out, how did I fly this far? Hello, all passengers. We are about to soar through a new episode all about flying on a plane. Taking off with us is my guest, Sandra Kwan, a former cabin crew member for Emirates Airlines. You may better know her as Jeannie Weenie from her Cabin Crew Life TikTok series, educating and entertaining 2 million followers with fun travel tips and stories. She is the author of the ebook, Jeannie's Quick Guide on Becoming Cabin Crew, which is obviously based on the series. Thanks for getting on board with the podcast, Sandra. Hi, I'm so excited to be here, Amanda. Your social media shows um, some goofy stories of your encounters working in the air, um, but what is it really like working for an airline? I know I like to crack a lot of jokes and things like that, and people are like, oh, I want to be cabin crew now because of all of your stories, but I, I really want to say that it is very difficult to become cabin crew. Uh, the job itself is uh, extremely tiring. It's harsh on the body. Um, of course, it has a lot of perks, <laughs> but I mean, it, it's, it's a lot of work. So um, if you are deciding to uh, have be, become cabin crew as a career, then definitely do your research because it's not for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> well, then I have to ask, what might be like the most annoying or the most unique thing about working in the air? I, I don't really want to say annoying. There's a <laughs> lot of difficult things. Uh, mostly to do with the passengers in different countries. Oh. So yeah, because it's understanding the culture. It's definitely difficult, uh, different than what I'm used to. And uh, what con what's considered rude uh, for me might not be in that culture. Oh. For instance, like snapping your fingers to get attention. Things, something simple like that to me, I'll be like, well, that's annoying or that's rude. <laughs> But in that culture, it's fine. That's just how they ask, you know, ask for help or whatever it is, right? So things like that, you do definitely have to get used to. Yeah, that actually reminds me, there was a time I had um, some British campers with me when I was like a counselor one time. And I asked them to do something and they said, oh, I can't be bothered. And I was like, excuse me, you can't be bothered <laughs> to do something your counselor told you to do, but then realized that's like a very common phrase. Exactly. Um, so I, I get that. Okay, well, before we go into actually getting some advice for passengers, um, I want to see where my knowledge is at. So do you have some questions for me? I do have a, a couple of questions. So let's okay. see if you can get this, okay? Okay. Okay, so uh, oh, first, have you been on a plane? I just want to yes. make sure. Okay, great. Okay, so have you heard uh, on the PA, after oh, the doors close, you hear the PA cabin crew saying, cabin crew, please prepare doors for departure and cross-check. Have you heard that? Yes. I mean, yeah, they're saying stuff to each other. I'm just, you know, yes, I, I acknowledge that they're communicating that way. Right. So okay. what is it do you think that we're doing? Well, I thought <laughs> just getting ready for takeoff. <laughs> so when you actually hear that, when you're actually, uh, when we're actually saying prepare doors for departure, people think, oh, okay, you know, they're locking their doors or whatever it is. What we're actually doing is arming and disarming the the inflatable slides what yes and that's super important and that's why we cross check because get this if you if it's armed and we've landed 
right? And uh-huh. it's uh, and you open the doors, the inflatable slides will go off, oh. and that's extremely dangerous. And on the opposite case, if we have to do an emergency landing and it's not armed and we try to get out, well, there's no slide. <laughs> the slide's not going to go off, and then we're stuck. So that's why next time you're here, now you know that's what we're doing. We're oh, getting I the slides going ready. To be bothering the person <laughs> sitting next to me next time with this. <laughs> All right, so number two, are you ready? Yep. Okay, so if you are on a special diet or need a special diet, for instance, like halal, kosher, vegan, whatever it is, how would you order your meals on board? Okay, you're asking questions that sound like the obvious answer is there, but I'm, you don't, okay, I'm assuming you're supposed to check this off when you book your flight. That's I, right, yeah, oh, it is. Was that gonna be the answer? Yeah, it is, oh! it is. Answer. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> For sure. A lot of people don't know that. So when they come on board, they're asking, oh, can I have this? I'm on this. And we're like, well, we don't have that for you. <laughs> you right. you know, we, don't, we don't have a kitchen in here, right? So we prepare everything beforehand. So definitely uh, when you're booking your flight, if you're on a special diet, um, order that and we'll have that ready for you on board. So that's good. That actually is a question I was going to ask you later is how is the food on the plane stored or prepared or just like, because it just seems like this special magic food because I don't even know how it's, where it's stored, (laughs) what that looks like. Is there any insider knowledge on that or is it not that interesting? Uh, I don't think it's that interesting, but I mean, like, (laughs) you know, in our galleys, we, uh, it's actually all refrigerated. So if you see our galley carts that go through the cabin, um, so all the food is stored in there. All our hot meals, we do have an oven on board. So we actually uh, heat it up. So we take it out of the fridge, we heat it up. Uh, We also, some flights do have freezers because we serve ice cream. In that case, yeah. So there's like a fridge. I've never been on a flight with ice cream. What flights are these? Oh, well, Emirates has it. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, usually the long haul flights because we have to serve like three meals Mm -hmm. um, or like two meals and some snacks then yeah, we definitely, everything has to be fresh, right? We have to make sure we don't food poison people. So that's that. Yeah. So that's how we store that. All right. Great. Do you have another question or do you want me to switch it over to you? Uh, One more. This one, you probably, you might not know unless you've seen my TikToks. I just did one. Okay. So on a, say it's a really long haul flight, like a 16 hour flight or whatever. How do us as crew take breaks? Because we obviously need one. Okay. I would assume there's like some kind of area like in a different part of the plane that no one else knows about. I, I feel like that's what happened in your TikToks, but I don't know if you were making it up. So there's like a separate <laughs> part of the plane that only cabin crew know about that you can sleep. That's right. We do yes. have a separate uh, crew resting quarters, usually on the long haul flights. Um, airlines are different. It's typically above you oh, or below. Usually it's above. So if you see a secret door in the back and you're like, where is that? It's not, it's not a toilet. So what is that? And crew go in and out. Well, we're actually going upstairs and there's beds up there. We have our own TVs, a little suite. So we're usually allowed to take breaks for about four hours at a time. Wow. We can go to sleep. We can watch movies, do whatever we want. Um, so yeah, next time you're on a long flight, look up because that's where we are. Wow. <laughs> Crazy, right? Yeah. Oh my, okay. I, I just have to ask, obviously, can a passenger see this? 
Uh, that would be up to the purser. Okay. Um, I, I had a feeling so, that was going to be the that's cool. Uh, they, they, you know, that. yeah, if the crew's cool, uh, there's a lot of things they will show you, but probably after we land. Okay. Yeah. So and not during if... the flight. Okay. Then I, I, I'm going to just go right into this other question then. What about the cockpit? Can the passengers ever see that? Mm-hmm. that that's the same thing. So it's up to the captain. Oh, we can put it in oh. the request, but definitely never during the flight. That's right. the security risk. Um, but after you land, um, if they're okay with it, they'll definitely give you a tour. A lot of kids request for it, right? So yeah, you can I ask. I thought this was a rumor that you could do this, but you really can't. Ah, oh. You can ask. You can ask. Okay. Okay. Yes, of course you have to ask, but that is that is some uplifting news. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going to switch gears here. I'm going to start asking you the questions. Uh, so we'll start with some overall basic tips for when you're um, a passenger on a flight. Uh, okay. For those who might be scared for a first-time flyer, do you have any just advice for those who have never flown before? Mm-hmm. I get this a lot. Um, it's some good tips if you've never flown before is actually understand what a plane looks like inside because it's definitely different if you've never seen it um, i would look at some youtubes look at mm. um, a, get a tour of yourself and just understand what the sounds as well because i know the sounds of the engines are scary for some people mm. so know what it sounds like know what it feels like what it looks like inside um, i also recommend that you do get an aisle seat first <laughs> Just because if you're in a window, it feels very claustrophobic and it might create a, a panic attack. Also, uh, if you're not looking outside, it helps, right? Because you're, you know, looking in the air. Right. And also make sure to let the crew know because we do come by and check up on you and make sure that you're okay. Aww. If you need anything, um, if, you know, we can also distract you if you're having a hard time and talk about other things, you know, um, to help you calm down. Also, make sure to bring your own entertainment that's, that helps you calm down, like a book, like a favorite book or something like that, or if you'd like to draw, things like that. So bring something that you're comfortable with. Obviously, we have our own entertainment system, but sometimes that's not enough for some people. Um, if you are going to watch movies or listen to music, noise-canceling headphones is probably better, just so that it gets rid of all the excess noise. And if it's extremely severe, like if you have high anxiety, I suggest that you actually talk to your doctor because you might need some sleeping pills or any other kind of medication that might help calm you down. Those are some really good tips in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I am a window girl, so whoever wants those aisle seats, you can have them. I want to look <laughs> out the window, so they're all yours. Okay, another tip. Any advice on keeping your area of the plane sanitary? I've heard that planes, at least before, were, like, pretty gross, especially, like, the headboard and the tray. Any tips on that? Oh, it's – I have seen some of these planes get cleaned, and really all they do is quickly wipe them down, if anything. So even me, even now, I carry my own set of sanitary wipes – before I sit down, I wipe everything down from the headrest to even at the window because you lay your head there. Mm. Just clean the window, wipe the trays, and please, please, please wear your shoes. Don't go barefoot <laughs> in the toilets. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. I've seen it so many times. The toilets are disgusting. 
Okay, absolutely disgusting. So please wear your shoes. <laughs> I don't even know why I have to say that, but yeah. it must be said. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then my next one is about jet lag. So if you have a flight that's crossing a bunch of uh, time zones or if it's just a really long flight, do you have any advice for avoiding jet lag? Mm -hmm. So as crew, we definitely have to do this all the time. And the trick is no matter what, you have to stay up until at like earliest, maybe 7 p.m., that local time, wherever you are. Mm -hmm. So even if you're on a 16-hour flight and you land at 11 a.m., we do, we do whatever we can, drink your coffee, go out, and we stay up till at least 7. And then you get your full night's rest and you wake up and you're fine. So try that. <laughs> okay. So is that kind of what the cabin crew does as well what what do they do because obviously you guys are you have to be working i know you said you have kind of those breaks but overall like you have to be physically working in the middle of these hours mm -hmm. uh, so what are some what does that look like to you guys how do you stay awake in hours that you normally would be sleeping that's exactly what we do honestly so like um even when we're having red eye flights and things like that our body actually adjusts to it because this is what we're constantly doing in the beginning i suffered a lot um it took me about i think about after my fifth flight i started becoming normalized to this kind of lifestyle and so i was fine um but that's the tip though seriously you have to make sure wherever you are go to sleep when you're supposed to sleep and don't take naps. It's not going to, it's not going to help because then you're not going to get a full night's rest. Yeah. In the end. Yeah. Do you have tips on actually falling asleep? Cause sometimes that is hard to do. Uh, I actually don't because I can't even fall asleep Perfect. on planes. Okay. I never <laughs> sleep on planes. I just don't. So I, I, I can't, so I can't tell you. all this advice was a sham. <laughs> <laughs> that was, that was, I can't tell you that. I have no idea because nothing works for me. It really does. <laughs> Sleeping pills, I've tried to, doesn't work for me on oh. a plane. So to each their own. Yeah. All right. Well, if you can't fall asleep, obviously you got to keep yourself entertained. Mm -hmm. uh, do you have any other advice? I know you mentioned, like, you know, a couple of different things before, but do you have any other advice on how to keep yourself entertained on a, on a flight? Um, well, a lot of people do bring, if you're in school, they bring their homework. Um, if you're going for work, they do their business on the flight and it gets mm -hmm. rid of a lot of their time. Uh, I've noticed when I was flying that it's very important to make sure that there's an entertainment system on the plane, because depending on the airline, they actually require you to download their app because now mm -hmm. everything is done through their, you know, your own tablet or mobile phone. Um, and if you don't download that and you're already in the air, it's too late for you to get that. So now you're, you have a few hours where you're seriously just staring. Yep. <laughs> nothing to do. Mm -hmm. Nothing to do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you have any tips for when your ears are popping? Your ears pop. They're supposed to, right? Yeah, okay. that's right. But if they don't, that's the problem. Yeah, you need to equalize the pressure in your ears. And I, I've had that once where um, I got fluid in my ears because I traveled when I had uh, a cold. And that's really, really bad because your sinus needs to be clear. So a couple tips are uh, if you have a nasal spray to clear the sinuses, do it 45 minutes before landing. And then it'll help you. It just has to be clear. Uh, I know people, some people like to chew gum. 
Um, it does help, but sometimes it doesn't. Uh, some people also like to wear earplugs during the flight and that helps as well. Uh, but the tip that I use, which can be a little bit dangerous, you have to do it properly. <laughs> you have to do it properly, but this is what I use and a lot of other crew members use, and I'm going to teach you this. Okay. okay. You could try it. Um, you have to close your mouth. You have to pinch your nose. And then you blow softly. Oh, okay. All right. So you're just pushing out the pressure, but please very softly or so pop your ears. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. So it kind of equalizes geriatrums. Yeah. So you could try that. You could try that. <laughs> okay. We're going to transition to more safety questions, which I don't know if you're the right person for anymore. Okay. But... <laughs> um, okay. So my first question, I know you kind of mentioned it in one of your questions to me earlier, um, but what goes on during a safety check before the passengers get on board? Uh, so all we actually are doing is just checking our emergency equipment, make sure everything is functioning. Um, and we check obviously the seats and the overhead bins and things like that. Uh, make sure everything is all clear and that's it. Okay. So yeah. it's not as, not as long of a process as I yeah, had yeah. built in my head. <laughs> no, no, no. It's very quick. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, and then obviously I don't want you to go through the whole safety emergency instructions because I got to be honest, I don't think I've ever fully listened. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, just some of the basic tips. What are some of the most important things? I'm sure you're going to say, well, all of it was the most important. Yeah. But what are some of the major takeaways for the safety instructions at the beginning of every flight? Yeah, I, I know nobody pays attention to this, but <laughs> it's okay. It is important that, to know where your emergency exits are. And I mm -hmm. still do that now, even though I'm not crew. The first thing that I do is like, where is the closest door if I need to get out? Um, so that's number one. Two, understand, please know how to use your seatbelt. That is going to save you throughout the flight if anything happens. And of course, uh, just make sure you know where your life vest is. Which is under your seat. Yeah, under your seat. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It should be <laughs> under your seat. Just take a quick look and just, just tap and um, make sure you know where it is. And the rest, I mean, in case of an emergency situation uh, throughout the flight, you'll usually get instructions by the crew anyways. Uh, so it's okay. It's just during takeoff and landing, if something happens, you need to make sure that you have your seatbelt on and know where to escape. Okay. I have one more question before we go into the most desired portion of my questions, oh. which is your seat preferences, oh. seat upgrade suggestions. Oh. So <laughs> one last question before I go to that. Okay. What is the advice for bringing a pet or a baby on board? I linked them together because obviously like I don't have a child, so I'm imagining that they're, it's the same process. I'm sure it's not. Uh, <laughs> but what does that look like? Uh, how do you do that? And do you have any tips about that? So pets, um, every airline has their own restrictions for size and uh, the crate or the pet carrier that you need to use, um, depending on how much space you have underneath the seat. You also do need proper documentation to bring a pet on board. So it has to be a service dog, but the requirements are all different for the airline. So you need to call them and check. Also, there's restrictions on how many pets are allowed on each flight. So right after you book, you have to call the airline with your confirmation to make sure that you can put a pet, your pet on that, uh, on that flight. If not, you'll need to cancel because I believe they give you 24 hours to cancel uh, without any charges. Uh, so make sure you do that. Just don't automatically assume here I have a pet and they're going to let you on. It's not going to happen. 
Mm -hmm. uh, babies, the same thing, because we have to make sure if we are putting the baby on a specific row, we have enough oxygen masks for everybody on that mm. row. Uh, also for Emirates anyways, we do have baby bassinets that we attach to the wall. So it's comfortable for the family. Uh, and we only have limited seats for that. Uh, so if you do want one of those, definitely call in and reserve that early. Okay. So let's say you have a pet that's not a service animal, but okay. you still need to travel. Let's say you're moving across the country or something like that. Mm -hmm. what, is, what does that look like? Mm -hmm. The thing is, is if they're not a service animal, they do need to remain in their carriers the entire time. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, if you're in a 16 hour flight and they're stuck down there with you for 16 hours, it's kind of rough. Another option would be, of course, the cargo. And a lot of owners do put their pets inside cargo. I am a pet owner as well. I'm a little iffy on the cargo, to be honest. I've heard horror stories about that. So uh, depending, certain airlines um, do take special care with animals flying. So definitely do your research before choosing the airline where you want to bring your pets on. That's mm -hmm. a good piece of advice. Mm -hmm. Okay, we're going to move into the most anticipated part. <laughs> tips about seats. Okay, okay, so we'll start with simple. What are some of your tips for booking a flight and picking the best seat? So when you're first booking, what I like to do is check to see if it's a full flight or not. Mm -hmm. And in that way, you know, when you go into the seat selection, you can see if there are available seats or not, right? right? So if you get to choose, make sure you understand where the toilets are. <laughs> if you can, mm -hmm. at least be like two or three rows away from the toilet. Mm -hmm. um, it does get a little smelly. <laughs> the noise, people are lining up. So it's not the place where you want to be. Um, people who are a lot taller and might need more space can um, try to get the emergency rows. I personally don't like those rows, sitting on those rows, just because um, you can't put any of your bags or anything underneath. There's no space That's for you. Right. They all have to go on top. Uh, as well as sometimes the entertainment unit is a bit finicky. It's really far away from you or it's shared. Mm -hmm. uh, in that case, it's a little inconvenient. So I personally don't like it. Um, but some people who are taller might prefer that over anything else. Doesn't the emergency row cost more money than another seat? Uh, no. Some airlines, they do charge extra. Okay. I was going to say, you're making it sound way worse. <laughs> uh, people do prefer the space over anything else. Gotcha. Right? I'm short, so that never fails. Yeah, me too. Me too. I'm <laughs> short too, so I don't really bother with that. I prefer everything else, but mm. um, yeah. Okay. Now I'd love to go over the different types of first class because I feel like there's a bunch. I thought it was just, you know, first class and coach. And then, you know, there's like business class and like all these other ones. I, mm -hmm. I could be making it up. I might have just named all three. But <laughs> did I hear you nodding your head? No, seriously. Okay. Uh, actually, you're right, because I'm only going to speak towards Emirates, because that's what right. I know. Um, but I do know the other airlines, they do just have like coach and then business or mm -hmm. whatever it is. Uh, Emirates does have economy, business and first class. Uh, the difference can be huge depending on the aircraft mm -hmm. um so i mean business usually 
your seats will fully recline so you do get a bed of course you'll have more okay. space of course uh like the menu will be different and you get different amenities oh, first right. class is a whole nother beast okay it's a whole nother beast especially if you're in an aircraft like i don't know if you know about the double decker a380s um if you're in first class you pretty much get a suite you'll get a room it can convert into a bed you have showers, you get a bar, you can just walk around. I mean, it's, it's like a hotel room, <laughs> a really, really fancy hotel room. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's completely different. Some airlines are extremely luxurious and will go that far and some are not. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, then I have to ask, how can we get an upgrade? Because that usually costs uh thousands of more dollars. So <laughs> Is it ever worth it? Like if we do, if we are booking a flight, let's say we really mm -hmm. want to treat ourselves one time because that sounded amazing. Mm -hmm. Let's mm -hmm. say you're a typical person. You felt like treating yourself. Is it worth it or should you just get over it and save that money for something better? Okay. So I'm going to tell you how much it costs to fly one way <sighs> on first class on Emirates. It costs from, say, Dubai to uh, L.A. It'll cost you about $20,000. What? American. So if you have the money and want to splurge $20,000, go for it, Amanda. Go for it. But I, I don't have $20,000, so it's definitely not worth it for me, okay? Oh, my God. I'm so clueless. What? Uh, so for people that are flying the first-class suites like that, these are people that – obviously have a lot of money or it's funded by a business or whatever it is, a celebrity and it's cheaper than getting a private jet. It still is, right? Okay, yes. It's still kind of flying the, the luxurious life. Right. So to them, it's worth it. For an average person, I don't think so, Amanda. I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't spend $20,000, but you know, you can use your points. I know a lot of people are using airline points and saving it up just to experience this once. Right. And if that's the case, totally do it, right? Right. Okay, so let's say we're not getting the suite with the bed. <laughs> okay, we're just getting a bigger seat or whatever. That's still yeah. like another like several hundred or thousand dollars oh, a few thousands yeah yeah okay sure. still clearly yeah. very out of my element here but is that is that worth it or is it does that i mean in that situation where you can kind of see what you're missing right there is that mm -hmm. ever you know like yeah it really is worth it one time you should do it or it's like okay look it's a bigger seat and that's it mm -hmm. well i've flown business once because it was it was through the airline so i got to experience it me personally, I don't think it was worth it. But mm -hmm. then again, like I'm always awake. I don't need to sleep, right? So to each their own. Uh, the point. food itself, uh, it was better, but I mean, it's still airplane food. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're not fine dining, right? Mm -hmm. um, so I'm like, do I really want to pay maybe $5,000 for business class? I wouldn't. I, mm -hmm. I wouldn't. Yeah. But definitely if you're, if it's a special occasion, like, a honeymoon maybe or an anniversary right. or something that would be really nice right yeah. it's definitely a different experience to get a whole all the classes are significantly different than being um in economy where we're all squished like a can of tuna you know just like sardines mm -hmm. in a can and you can't move it is different okay so obviously that does sound better are there ways to get this 
for free? I've I had this question. <laughs> I had a couple listeners that had this question. Mm-hmm. So shout out to Rosie, to Ashley. They all want to know how can we get bumped up to first class? Maybe with paying a smaller fee or for free. Is there any way to pull that off? Uh, you can ask. So this is actually ground crew. Um, so when you're checking in, you can definitely ask for upgrades. I believe they usually give preference on people that do have, um, like a mileage program, mileage program. Yeah. So they do give preference on people like that on the plane. There is a trick that I've seen. I'll share it with you. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't because it's namely up to the purser who's in charge of the plane. If you get on their good side. Uh, you might be able to get a couple things. So I've seen people actually come in, bring a box of chocolates, a cheap box of chocolates from duty free, like $8, $9, whatever. And just be like, Hey, who's the purser? I just want to give this to you and your crew just as a thank you. You know, you guys have been wonderful. You know, I've flown with you guys before. I love this airline and here's just something for you guys. I know you work so hard, blah, blah, blah. Right. And I've seen them. If, if there is space, you get extra special treatment. So I've seen it, Amanda, I've seen it. So you can try it out. It is $10 for a box of chocolates or bring something and see if you can get it. Nice. So chocolate can go a long way. That's good to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's actually funny. I had another listener, Jessica, who actually wanted me to ask, does the flight crew actually like when you give them goodie bags? And I didn't ask that question because I was like, what is she talking about? But now this makes sense. Oh, uh, no, we would gladly accept it, of course. Okay. Really grateful. What are some of these uh, extra treatments that you're mentioning? Because it might not be a whole seat upgrade but is what else might be a perk uh we do have a lot of different amenities um, especially like in first class or business for instance um i don't know it could be anything from socks or like anything to make you feel comfortable food even snacks there's a lot of amazing snacks in first and business so if there's anything left over and you just kind of ask them you're like hey do you have any you know you have any snacks oh if we're down for it we'll get something for you Ah. from the different classes so yeah just be chummy chummy with the crews and you know see what you can get for sure all right well i'm very happy <laughs> i asked this this is great news. <laughs> all right well we successfully landed at the end of this interview so before i let you go how can my fly listeners learn more from you uh, so you guys can definitely hit me up on all my socials um on tiktok i'm genie.weenie and same thing with my Instagram. I prefer if you want to DM me, just DM me on my Instagram. It's a lot easier to respond to you. Uh, but yeah, I have a lot. I get a lot of questions on the daily. So feel free to reach out. Great. Well, thank you again for being on the podcast. You are just plain awesome. Oh, thank you. Oh, my God. I, I... Okay, keep going, Amanda. Anyway, but we got a jet. <laughs> Yeah. Oh no! <laughs> you had to say it. You had to say it. That's my last one. Anyway, we'll catch you guys on the next episode. Bye! <laughs> Is there another basic aspect of life that you cannot grasp? Send your topics to how did I get this far at gmail.com and tag at how did I get this far pod on Instagram with any helpful hacks. Well, that's as far as we will get for now. I'm Amanda Ogan. Thanks for listening. <laughs>